Oh, hey. Hey. Hi. Welcome to... Okay. I, I Have, have a, strange a Strange Story, story podcast. podcast. This is the podcast where two sisters retell people strange and paranormal stories and experiences. I'm Lindsay. I'm Rebecca. And welcome back to the normal show where everything is back to how it used to be. Because no more sound w- effects. Nope. No more music. Nope. We tell stories. Yep. That's what we do. No more acting anything out, even though I know we probably deserve some type of award for what we did. Absolutely. Um, in the last episode, but we're back to telling stories and mm-hmm. providing some research and background. Yeah. Doing some funsies. Yeah. That's right. Spooky funsies. <sighs> All year round, baby. Oh, man, I just thought it was December. It's November. Yeah. Because I was like, maybe we'll do something, you know, for Christmas. And I was like, <laughs> oh, it's, it's November. I'm one of those people that, like, like I like the idea of Halloween. And I, like, I'm always like, oh, I want to dress up. And, oh, it's a spooky time. You know what I mean? Yes. But as soon as it's over, I'm one of those people where I'm like, it's fucking Christmas. And <laughs> like, now it's Christmas. Yeah. yeah. Like, let's put up the tree. I want to smell right. cinnamon and cloves. And mm-hmm. let's drink wine. Yeah. And have pumpkin pie. Like, God, I fucking love mm, Christmas time. Pumpkin pie. It's I beautiful. I don't necessarily like the holiday that much. We actually just had a discussion about this before mm-hmm. we got on, before we started recording. But Lindsay and I were like, I mean, you're, our family is, our parents are in another country and they're trying to figure out who to stay with and stuff for this year. And they're coming to my house. And I was just like, I am so fine. I'm very happy that they're coming to see us. But I am so fine with not doing anything for Christmas. Yeah. I'm, I mean, I'm cool with not doing anything I for mean, Christmas like, either. I mean, like, not decorating, not buying presents. I just want to eat and watch television. And I don't want to hear one single fucking Christmas song. Oh, I still want to decorate. And I love decorating. And I love Christmas movies, and I love Christmas music, and I'm going to bake Christmas cookies. I'm going to fucking buy presents. I love it, but I'm fine <laughs> Like, but I'm fine being by myself because I'm going to eat chili. I'm going to fart all Christmas Day yes. with the chili. <laughs> yes, and you'll and be then, alone with your pets. Exactly, and then I'm going to drink on top of it, and yeah. it's fine. Like, it's really not a big deal. I know people get worried about people being alone for the holidays. Mm-hmm. It's, it depends upon the person. True. And I'm a loner naturally. Yes. So it's fine with me, actually. Yeah. But you know what? Um, Christmas can still be a spooky time. Remember how we talked about that last year? Yeah. I Yeah. yeah. So bring the spoop with you. Tell I some scary what stories and shit. I talked about last year. I talked about the cat. And yeah. talked to Janine about that, the hunt. Yeah. And then you did something. Krampus? Oh. I didn't do Krampus because everyone No, you did, did the Krampus. other guy. You did the... Um, the German uh, guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The one from The Office. Yeah. It, was, <laughs> it ends up... It's a real thing. <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> you guys, that's just going to lead, lead me into the next segue here. Oh, nice. Yeah. Thanks for setting me up. If you have a favorite episode, like the one that we just talked about, the Christmas one, um, let us know because we're taking... Uh, we're going to do something special for our one-year anniversary, and it all depends on what your favorite stories or your favorite episodes were. Let us now slide into the DMs. Oh, Jesus. Send us an email. Contact us somehow and let us know. Yeah. 
It's Belschnickel. That's it. It was Belschnickel. Belschnickel. Anyways, um, that's all the announcements we have, right? That's all I got. Um, I'm feeling 100% now, FYI. Oh, that's great. I know. We were all a little worried. Yeah. So to celebrate, I have a weird story. <laughs> Yay! Um, this comes to us from somebody who Ooh. used a Ouija board. Nice. And we've got a little stories, a few little stories about it, and then I'm going to give you some, like, you know, some history on the Ouija board. Cool. The Ouija board, the Alja board, the Oja board. <laughs> like, who the fuck? Well, no, I can actually tell you. I can tell you where it comes from. I'm going to tell you in the history where the name came from. But who pronounces mm-hmm. it like that? Okay. So, <laughs> this... <laughs> This person says you shouldn't play with Ouija boards. Um, so this is from 2004. It was after a Halloween party. And he and a group of friends, there was, I think, four friends. They got together to play with a Ouija board. They'd never played with it. They didn't know what they were doing. They were just some teenagers. They were all in high school. Um, they thought something paranormal was going to happen because they just said it was like the spooky season. So they went to their school. They all met up at their school. And they were outside. And they were under a tree. And so they take out the Ouija board. Remember, none of them have ever used it before. And the school was built in the 1800s. It was a Spanish colonial house. Um, So the area they were in was dimly lit. And then they just started talking about scenarios. Like, what if? What if this happens? And what if this happens? And they're all kind of giggly and laughing. And none of them really know what to expect. They're trying to scare each other, basically. So they take out the board. And it's um, a fun fact is that it was a glow-in-the-dark Ouija board. <laughs> oh, I have that Ouija board. Oh, God, that seems so <laughs> fake. It's just a, no. I feel like it loses authenticity by it being oh, absolutely. Yeah, my, it's um, like bright pink and purple. And- oh, that's kind of fun. Real adorable, but okay. yeah, like nothing's that. attached to that. Well, so they put it in the middle of them. That you know, they form a circle. They put it in the middle. They actually also thought it was funny that it was glow in the dark. Um, and so the only thing they have to go off of is basically what they've seen in movies. So they all just placed their index finger on the. Is it called a planchette? Mm-hmm. The planchette. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Plan. Oh, I can't read my handwriting. There's an N there. You're right. You're right, girl. Yeah. On the planchette. Um, and then they all just kind of stared at each other. They didn't, you know, nothing was really happening. Um, They have their fingers placed on it. They don't know how to start. They don't know what to say. And suddenly the guy just asked, is anyone there? And he said, you know, if you're there, talk to us. Nothing happens. So suddenly the planchette was jarred out from under their fingers and kind of flew off. And then one of the friends started laughing hysterically because she had done it. She had pulled it out from under their feet. I know. <laughs> so they all laugh and they all think it's fun. And then they put it, but they put the planchette back on the board and they all put their fingers on it again. And they announced again that they wanted to make contact with someone. Um, nothing happened. They sat in silence for a while. Um, and they're about to give up. And then all of a sudden the wind picked up. And he described it as if the stillness broke and it felt like the darkness was broke like around them. Huh. Sounds like the veil busting open. Dang. I know. Creeps. So 
this happened, you know, this, this wind blows and he announced to everybody not to break the circle. If he learned anything from the movies, it's not to break the circle. Um, Good job. So they're, they're there, but they're still starting to ask like silly questions. They're all joking. They're all still kind of giggly. Um, again, nothing happens. So they sit there and they decide that they don't really want to do it anymore. They've been waiting long enough. It's not fun anymore. And then suddenly there were some dogs next door that just started to bark and snarl at them. And they had been quiet the entire time. And this really scared the kids. And they basically just got up and they ran home. They were all really scared. So the night kind of ended there. Mm -hmm. Um, And this was over a weekend. So they all went home. They didn't really talk. This is in 2004 when, like, texting and shit's not really popular. And none of, we didn't yeah. have smartphones. Did, when, when, when did the iPhone come out? I don't know, but I know in 2002 I had a flip phone. Yeah. Um, and I had a flip phone probably, probably in 2004. There may have been smartphones, but I don't know how, like, popular they were yet. You're right. I didn't. I, th- I had a flip phone for, I think. You had it for fucking ever. For a very ever. long time. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes I still wish I had it because I'm addicted to my phone now. Mm. Mm-hmm. It's a mindset. Don't blame the object. I didn't. I said I'm addicted to it. You're right. You did. That's right. <laughs> oh, yeah. I've had a little bit of wine. Oh, yeah. She's super I'm, cute now. Yeah. I'm drinking a red wine, and I don't know what that – like, I don't know. It's a red wine, <laughs> and it's French. <laughs> That's all I know. La Rue – Something. Wine. <laughs> Wheat. And it <laughs> Is it Tra- oh, Trace Bien. Trace Oh Trace Bien Merci Beaucoup. <laughs> <laughs> when I went to France I said that to the waiter. Because oh, the food was really good. I was like, Trace Bien <laughs> he's smiled and he laughed and just like kind of nodded his head i think at they least thought it was he wasn't a, a jerk about it they were nice and then i'd been drinking a little bit too and so when i left i was like au revoir and they said <laughs> <laughs> if there's anything you're good at Lindsay, it's like it's language dialect right <laughs> like <laughs> my one true job oh yeah dia de los muertos <laughs> dia de los muertos <laughs> Ooh. it was when we left we got in a taxi and i was saying things to the taxi driver i was like bonjour and like he, he was like oh he said are you from here He was so sweet to me, and mom and dad were laughing so hard. (laughs) Dad was doing that laugh where he like covers his face and like shakes his embarrassed. Oh yeah, because I was like, no, I'm not from here. (laughs) Like it was very clear he really didn't think I was from there, but he kept trying to get me to say things in French. It was funny. Um, (laughs) Anyways, so okay, the weekend is over. They all went home. They had the cell phones. That they didn't text on. So they get back to school, and then they all said, three of them said they kind of had some weird experiences. So one of the girls comes back, and she said that when she got back to her house, she was actually, she was locked out of her house. She didn't have her key. So she called her brother and asked him to let her in. And he was confused, and he said, you already came home, you were really tired, and you already went to bed. And she was like, shut up. 
Don't be silly, right? So she started to go up the stairs to her room. And as she was walking up the stairs, she recalled that the lights kind of flickered. And she oh, did the no. thing. Yeah, she made the excuse of like, oh, it's just old wiring. Like, <laughs> 1996 house, old yeah. wiring. <laughs> yeah, I guess the, the wiring is kind of faulty. Mm-hmm. Um, and so she kept going up the stairs. And then her bedroom door opened. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. And so she stopped on the stairs. And then a dark figure stepped out of her room and stared at her. She's oh like, a God. thing happened to me this weekend. <laughs> See, what happened was. <laughs> I know. Okay, so she tells that story, and then this other guy is like, dude, shut the fuck up. I went to sleep, and I woke up, and I woke up, and I was really, really uncomfortable. And I opened my eyes, and my the way he described his vision was like static on a TV. Like, that's mm. how it looked through his eyes. Um, and he felt like a heaviness around him and he turned and he looked out his window and he saw a face staring through the window at him. God damn it. Okay. And then the guy who gave us the story, he said, um, on the way home, like his mom had given him a ride. Remember they're kind of kids. And so he was asleep in the car and he woke up jolted. And what had happened is actually they had been T-boned by a, a large truck and they'd oh, been shit. in a car accident. So all these oh ha- all these these three things happened to these kids after um they played with the Awaja board. <laughs> Gosh. And I the know. title of the story is Don't Play Don't with Wadja Boards. Yeah. Yeah. Don't play with those algebra boards, kids. <laughs> Ooh <laughs> words. Ooh da da. Ooh That's what it looks like. <laughs> Okay. Yeah. So I was thinking about the history of the Ouija board. Like, where does it come from? And I don't know. Have you given the history before? Yes. I thought you had. I did. Um, so you may be able to add on to a little bit of what I'm going to say. But it's just an update for yes. folks. Okay. So yes. I think in 1891 ads for Ouija boards, that's when they started to emerge. And it was, like, toted as the wonderful talking board it was a magical board that answered questions about the past, present, and future with marvelous accuracy. It was also between uh, a link between the known and the unknown. And the board basically looks just like it did today in the 1800s whenever it was invented. Um, and really, it came to America in the 19th century. And that's whenever spiritualism was like a craze. Everybody was into spiritualism. It wasn't weird. It was like a wholesome family activity or event. And I think what popularized it and was in the 1848 was the Fox sisters. Mm-hmm. And those were the two sisters who would um, like rap on the walls and pretend like it was the spirits speaking to them. And so it was two sisters that toured and they were really popular and famous um, and they got a lot of attention for it. But they emerged in the kind of what made spiritualism a really big thing, right? Right. Um, do you have anything to add about that? Just about the Fox sisters, I wanted to say um, one of them learned how to, like, snap with their toes. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, and so that was one of the things that, like, was, oh, it's a ghost, so that, you know, she's not moving or anything, and she's yeah. just snapping with her toes. But the 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 Ouija board or the spirit board, um, I think it's also called like a talking board, mm-hmm. dates back a very long time to like 
ancient Chinese dynasties. I don't know if it looked exactly the same or maybe they used a pendulum or something, but there, there were boards that would, you know, you use for divination or communicating with spirits or something like that. But yeah, it's, it's been around for a very long time and you're right. They did like what came first. Was it um, spiritualism or was Mm -hmm. it the Ouija board? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, did they just bank on this as like, ooh, everybody's getting into spiritualism, so let's put out this board? That could, I mean, and some of the history I have kind of speaks to that. But Mm -hmm. also, just as a side note, the Fox sisters, it was all fake. Yes, it was all fake. It wasn't real. They just, they did it to fool people to get money. And it was. Did you know? Hmm. Go ahead. No, it's okay. No, go on. I did. Okay. Did I know what? (laughs) (laughs) Houdini fucking hated spiritualism. Ah. And he would go to like whoever was reading you or contacting spirits or, you know, claim to be a medium or whatever. He would go and fucking debunk it. Did he want to be debunked? No. I mean, who the fuck does he think he is? I know, right? What a piece but of he shit. just thought, but I think that he knew that his stuff was an illusion. And so he's like, I see through your illusion right. and what people paid for. And I'm not, this is just my thinking. People yeah. paid for a show with Houdini and people got scammed by uh, some spiritualists. You know what I mean? I was going to say something snotty like, well, who died in a tank full of water? <laughs> <laughs> is, that how, is that how Houdini died? I can't remember. I think There's he did, actually, but I think it's because he was really fucking sick. He was real sick. Yeah. That was the thing. He had the flu, and he still yeah. went through with his show when he died. Yeah. Oh, man. I think I remember watching a documentary on him, and I can't remember. I want to say he was either a really good guy or a really awful man. I just can't remember I can't which remember. extreme yeah. it was. It could be either or. It could. It could be both. Maybe. Yeah. Okay, He's a me... really good performer. Mm-hmm. Really shitty uh spiritualism supporter okay supporter of small businesses i'm just gonna take a seat over here and lay down okay you got real cozy Mm -hmm. okay um so also just to point out again things like having a seance was considered like a family activity a family event and a wholesome event. Like it was something that was normal to do. It wasn't spooky. It wasn't weird. It was very fucking normal. And that's because during this time of spiritualism, it kind of offered solace to people because this was a time period whenever like you lived to be 50 years old. Right. Women died giving baby, giving birth, <laughs> giving babies. Hmm. Giving Women babies. died during childbirth. Um, babies died of diseases at very young ages. Men were dying in wars. And so like, this was something that they used to communicate with loved ones that had passed on. And so it was something everyone was eager to do because everyone was dying at such young ages. And also Mary Lincoln, President Lincoln's wife, who I've talked about who she had a mental health issue. Um, either way, she had a seance in the White House during this time. Ooh, After her, her 11-year-old son died. During the Civil War, um, he got a high fever, and she had a seance to contact him. Did she contact him? I don't know. That's all I read. Wow. <laughs> that was like, it. <laughs> and Abraham, like, stalks the halls. He's like, this is bullshit. 
He stalks the halls of the White House whenever uh-huh. things are pretty shitty. Does and he really? Yeah, he does. Oh, I didn't like, know Like, he's that. the most seen ghost at the White House. Shut the fuck up. I don't no. want to know about ghosts at the White House. Why, are you going to go there? Yes, because I'm are you gonna be president. president. I'm running, and here's my nom- my, my official, official nomination. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, so all of this hype basically created a fucking market for the Ouija board, all right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so what happened is this group of men who were not into spiritualism whatsoever saw this, and they were like, we can fucking profit off of this. And so they... um they wanted to market it and they wanted to patent the Ouija board. And so the first thing they had to do was name it. And so they mm. asked the Ouija board, what do you want to be called? Hey, you. Uh-huh. And it spelled O-U-J-I-A. However, what's interesting about this <laughs> is that they asked what it meant and it said, good luck. A fact about this is that somebody who was there, there was a sign above their head and the sign above the head spelled O-U-I-D-A. And this was a woman who was very strong in the women's uh, rights period. She was an activist. I I guess her name is Weta. Okay. I don't know. I don't know how to say her name. But they're thinking, so the guy, one of the men who was going to profit off of it, he was a big fan of her. So they're thinking it could have been a play on her name. Who knows? And it was a typo. Yeah, he's like, fuck. He's moving with his fingers. He was like, (laughs) (laughs) J and D, man. (laughs) It was too, the other person's finger was too strong. And they were like, Ouija. (laughs) Oh, yeah. That's what it is. Um, okay, so then they took the Ouija board to get it patented. Patented. And um, while they were there, like the chief officer was like, I demand to know that this works before we patent it. We won't until we know it works. And so he was like, we're going to sit down at this board and you're going to spell my name. Because apparently nobody knew his name. Um, and then it spelled his name. <laughs> Nobody knew his name? Apparently nobody knew his name and it spelled his name out. Oh yeah, that now that's his name. I don't know, man. <laughs> I don't how know did how you, like let me see your ID, sir. Yeah. I don't have it. It's the early 1900s. I don't know, man. So on February 10th, 1891, they got the patent for it. Okay, congratulations. Yeah. Um anyways, something else kind of fun. Um the Ouija board was so normal, like in the 1920s, that Norman Rockwell did a painting of a couple kneeling down in front of it, using it. Where is and that what, painting? Huh? I went to see that painting. I do too. I thought it was kind of cool. Yeah. Um, but it said that basically when the Ouija board took a turn from a fun thing where you're contacting spirits and loved ones was actually because of the movie The Exorcist. And the exorcist like made it into this, you know, speaking to the devil or the the one tool to use to speak to demons. And so they said that basically overnight it turned from something that was meant to have a good purpose into something that was like evil and opening the gates of of hell and all that shit. Look. What? Fuck you, exorcist. Because 
because I can't even listen to the music because it's the scariest movie in the world. You're Um, so weird. I'm afraid I'm going to get possessed by a demon. And now you messed everything up for Ouija boards. Way to go. Family fun down the drain. It's gone. It's a family fun activity where you could have like fucking talked to grandma. Yeah. Wait, I hope you are ashamed of yourself. Fucking exorcist. Yeah. Anyways, that's it. That's all I got. That's good, Lindsay. Thanks. I liked it. You added a lot more. I didn't know about that guy who was like, spell my name, Ouija board. Yeah. And he's like, yes, my name is (laughs) M-X-O-P-T-Q-R. Yeah. (laughs) And I actually got it. I think it's from a reputable source because I got it from uh, the Smithsonian website. That is a reputable source. Yeah. So, you know, you're welcome, everybody. Now you can go look it up and whatever I fucked up while I retold it, (laughs) you can go read it yourself. You know, you can just figure that out. And if it's something substantial that we need to make, you know, if we need to have one of those correction episodes, we'll we'll make we'll we'll make the call on that, Mm. I guess. Okay. Okay. All right. Well, let me tell you my story. Okay. My story is kind of a shorty, but I've done a lot of research. Okay. Much like you have. And this one involves a little ghosty. And so just kind of some backstory. This is a story about um, a single mother and a daughter, and it's told from the daughter's perspective. So, I have to, pardon me, I burped. Um, so, single mom and daughter. Okay. They're hanging out, and it's just them. And, um... They, it doesn't sound like they have a very stable life. So they're moving between apartments and roommates, and their life has just always been busy. They've always been going from one place to another, just trying to find a place to crash, what it sounds like. Um, but they said that um, throughout all this change, there's always been something that was constant, and that was that they always felt like there was uh, some type of presence with them. And they said no matter where they went – they never felt like they were 100% alone. So they always felt like there was somebody else in the room, even whenever it was just the two of them or the one of them or whatever. It's a fucking poltergeist. <laughs> Problem solved. <laughs> <laughs> so um, so for a while, like, the the daughter didn't really notice anything. She was just, I feel like maybe she felt like there was a presence, but she didn't act on it. She probably felt like, oh, of course, I feel like somebody's watching me. I'm in the house of somebody, you know, that I don't know or to new a place or whatever. Um, But one night, um, she was around 13. She and her mom were just watching TV and the television turned off. Yeah. And so the the daughter was like, and I'm going to say this like... um, like Harley Quinn says it because the way it's written out, it looks like it should be something that Harley Quinn says. Okay. <laughs> says, Mr. Ghost, will you turn the TV back on, please? <laughs> <laughs> That's good. I'm for hire if anybody is looking for a voice actress. <laughs> I can totally do Harley Quinn. Um, but the next moment, the television turned back on. And like, they kind of laughed a little bit and they were like, oh, that's funny. And then her mom's like, I didn't know you knew about the spirit. And her jaw's like, what are you talking about? 
<laughs> and she said her mom turned pale and she was like, God damn it, the cat's out of the bag now. And then she's like, okay, listen, ever since I moved out of the house, um, I've felt like I've always had somebody following me and I've had this weird shit happening to me. She's like, I always feel like I have a male presence with me and it's kind of a dick. It's kind of evil. Oh, and no. so I know. Um, so they went out to get food that night and the mom was like, so this one time, actually, I was in the apartment and I was alone and I was reading and she's like, I know I'm the only one there. You were gone or whatever. And, um, she felt like there was somebody with her, but she kind of brushed it off. But then she felt somebody sit down in the bed right next to her. Mm Mm-mm. And she and she was like, "There's nobody else here. This is the dude." And she got fucking freaked out. Right? Yeah, we're so. done here, Mister. Yeah, exactly. They fucking all these male creepy ass ghosts always sitting fucking on, the sitting on bed? beds with women. I know. Get the fuck out, dude. Seriously, that's so rude. Ugh. Um. So she freaked out. Uh-huh. Also, you know, rightfully so. Yeah. Um. And she called her daughter's father, and she's like, "Dude." You know, hear me out. There's a spirit sitting right next to me in the bed. I did not consent to it, and Mm -hmm. I'm not happy with it. And luckily, he was, you know, he believed her, and he was like, okay, so what you need to do is recite the Lord's Prayer. And that will relieve any anxiety or negative energy. And so she she said it, and she said that it actually helped for a little while. Um. But it shit like this kind of happened over and over again with her, especially with her mom. Um, so fast forward to present day. Now her mom is homeless and um, and her, you know, her daughter lives with her boyfriend or the daughter, the story, the storyteller lives with her boyfriend. And she feels like this ghost was like, I need a place to stay. So I'm going to follow you. So. She feels like this because um, she feels like she's being watched. And then one night she was laying in bed and she was just kind of hanging out, waiting for her boyfriend to get home. And she felt her boyfriend sit down beside her. And she was like, ah, my boyfriend's home. Rassy, hi. And she turned over and nobody's there. And yeah, she gets up and she looks in the house and like there's absolutely nobody in the house. Um, so now it's, it sounds like it's kind of attached to her now. Yeah. Maybe it just kind of wants a place to live. Shit. Maybe it was always attached to her. It may have been, um, you know, you're right. Whenever you're, um, it seems like kids, but you know what? Her mom said that she, ever since she moved out, weird things have happened to her, Hmm. you know? Um, and I don't know how old she was whenever she had her daughter or whatever. It doesn't really matter. But you're right. Like, ghosts seem to attach to um, adolescents or people or uh, people who are going through um, puberty. Um, that's a very common thing that uh, that goes on in the haunting world. Yeah. <laughs> that kitty cat. I oh, feel like he's in bitch. my ear right now. He's not. He just has his little mouth under the door. <laughs> he's just crying to be let Hello. in um <laughs> so i 
I actually heard of um, something kind of triggered this as far as my research went. I have heard, you know, there's people that have curses in their life or like um, like spiritual um, presences in their life. Like if you if you believe in this kind of thing, like in your past life, you can meet people and they kind of haunt you in a way. Like, oh. if you had an abusive husband in your past life, you may meet that person again in your present life because yeah. of whatever. Because they have unfinished business or they're just a, an asshole and they want to torment you more. You're so, all connected. Like, I feel like everybody in your life right now, mm-hmm. you're always going to be connected throughout all your other, like, lives. Okay. Well, that makes that makes sense. That's, that's a cool way to look at it. So... Yeah. I, I tried to find something like this, and what I found mostly was something called um, spirit attachment, uh-huh. and it's just whenever um, a spirit of some sort attaches itself to a person or a place. So I'm going to go into a couple of things um, and and explain kind of what I think is going on. Um, I got all this information, too. It's a very informative website from um, exemplar.com. Uh-huh. And I'll, um, we can leave an, um, a link in the show notes just to, if yeah, anybody wants to, to look at this. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yep. So, um, so we'll just go into some kind of, of spirits. So spirits, um, there are some that um, are earth, something that's called earthbound. And they either can't or won't move on. Um, they could be a dead person. Um, they could be just something else. Um, but some, usually these spirits, not usually, but sometimes they can be just trying to make contact and they may not even know that they're dead. And they're usually benign. So like, if you think about it, you know, if you're stuck somewhere and you can't talk to something, to somebody and you need help, you know, you're confused or whatever, an outburst, you know, could be a weird feeling or it's like somebody, you know, feeling that somebody's watching you, something that's, that's creepy, but not going to hurt you. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so some of these guys will seek out living people, um, just to be assholes. Um, they can, they're kind of known to be like psychic vampires and they feed off of the energy of living people. Um, let's see. And some of these earthbound spirits, um, are, trapped or choose to stay because of a trauma or a stressful event um and they you know they need to work through some some shit before they can pass on yeah yeah um there's a couple of entities i'm going to go into so there's non-human entities and these um are not incarnated into the physical world Okay. So they're weird. They're kind of like what you would see as shadowy people, or they might be a misty kind of shadow that you see. Mm. Um, there are elemental spirits, and these spirits belong to um, the four classic elements, which are earth, air, fire, water. Yes. Yes. <laughs> so excited that you said that. I know. I said it in that order, too. Earth, air, North, south, fire, east, water. west. <laughs> We can call the corners. We can invoke Manal. 
the guardian of the watchtower of the nerd. <laughs> of the of nerd. The, <laughs> the nerd. And then Sarah says, hell to the towers of the witch I know, garden she's... of the east. The Hear witch us. garden? <laughs> I, I don't know. It's the, the watchtower. Hail to the guardian of the watchtower of the earth. Of the north. God damn it. East. Fuck it. <laughs> I know. She says. She's really like, I don't really care about this shit. At that but part I'm the natural of the movie, witch. She's like, Hail to the guardian of the watchtower of the north, the protector of mother and earth. <laughs> Heroes. <I> <laughs> Yeah, she's totally bored in that scene, and everybody's super excited. And, and Nancy's like, over. "Hear me!" And somebody's like, "Hear us, bitch!" And she's like, "Oh yeah, hear me, hear us!" <laughs> oh my god, please cut this part out. Uh, uh-uh. please. Uh-uh. Okay, so Earthbound. Spirits. I said witch garden. So I know we're so drunk right now. What is wrong with us? Oh. So, um, elemental spirits are um, are just natural spirits. Like this is their state. They're little spirits. They don't do anything else. They don't take any any other form. But sometimes these little guys can be invoked into negative practices. And when I say practices, I wonder if that means witchcraft. I wonder if they look Mm. like little tree spirits. I kind of hope so. Little kadamas. Yeah. Somehow their clacking became boinging. Yeah. Yeah, that's it. If you know who this is. We see you. Um, so anyways, if if they're invoked into like some negative practices, they can also become little assholes. They can haunt you and be just dicks and, and hurt you and shit. Those little um, monsters, they sound like my dog Gozer. Yeah, they're, they're basically just chihuahuas <laughs> that haven't passed on. They're like, <laughs> I haven't bitten enough people in my life. I'm going to need to stay here and bite some people. I'm going to have to piss on this couch real quick. Exactly. And it comes out of like an ectoplasma. You son of a bitch. I know. <laughs> That's cute. Yeah, it's adorable. Um, so some categories of attachment. Um, so the first one is called following. And this isn't necessarily attached to a person, but a place. Okay. And you have a feeling of being uh, even of not being alone and being followed. And that's whenever you can see like a black mist. Um, you might hear some rapping or some voices or just some weird other noises. But usually it's not a human attachment. It's like a house attachment. In my case, a kitchen sink. Um, and then the other one is called um, shadowing. And they're not yet attached to a person. Okay. Um but there's an increase in, uh, in sa- sensation of being watched and followed. Um, and people might have um, irrational mood swings or feel like anxiety. And then there is attachment. So it's all of the above that I talked about, except it's heightened. And, um, you know, it's, it's, I feel like people would probably feel more paranoid at this point. Um, and it doesn't just happen, you know during the day or during the night it happens all the time so day and night um some people call this um attachment oppression okay and then the final stage which they say is very rare is obsession or possession yes yeah so that's we all know it's the exorcist just happening into your into your body what about obsession though Mm -hmm. what's obsession like where they're obsessed with you 
Yeah, I guess where the 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 spirit is obsessed with you. You're like Mr. Ghost, leave me alone. Oh my god. Stop. Listen, I'm going to need some privacy. <laughs> <laughs> what was that? Yeah. Okay. Okay. So, um so yeah, so that's the final stages. That's pretty rare. I kind of wonder if these people are experiencing either shadowing or attachment. Dang, man. They've got it rough, whatever it is. It's pretty far advanced, right? Yeah, like, fuck that shit. Yeah. Um, so I just wanted to highlight a couple of ways that you can protect yourself. And one way that you can do that is by being healthy. Oh, okay, They good. say, yeah, be positive. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> be positive. Have an active lifestyle. Um, take care of yourself because like attracts like in some sense. So... So, for yourself, if you take care of yourself, if you have, um, if you love yourself, if you're in a good place, you're going to attract good spirits. You're not going to attract the negative ones. I'm not saying, I'm not saying this in real life. Oh, okay. Because people are terrible. You know what I mean? Like, some, some person could see you and be like, I want to, to do something terrible to her because she's smiling and I hate her. And uh-huh. it has nothing to do with you. This is the spirit world world we're talking about. And I don't again, know what the fuck. You just lost me, girl. First I was cool. like, got it. And then now I'm like, mm, yeah. I don't know. Okay. So so they talk about vibrations in this. I'm and they talk about... about yeah, exactly. So they talk about... Um, so if you have a low vibration, that means... You are probably see. I don't even want to go. I don't really want to even go to go want to go there because I kind of left all that stuff out because um, I don't know how to explain that very well. So okay. vibrations. It can be oh. either if you're and this is this is just all me just trying how to explain it to you. So I don't know if this is one hundred percent true or not. Okay. Look it up yourself. Um, so in my interpretation, if you have high vi- vibrations, you're going to attract high vibrations, and high means you're in a good place. You're happy. You're taking care of yourself. You're active. Um, so you're going to attract the same vibrations, good things. Um, if you have low vibrations, those are the shitty vibrations. So like those are what the spirits, the shitty spirits are. They have a low vibration. And so they're like, I see you. I'm going to come over and fuck with you. So people that are, um, alcoholics, Maybe they have a drug addiction or uh, severe depression or anxiety. They may have more, um, they may have uh, like hauntings happen to them more often because of uh, their mental state or their physical state. Dude, that kind of makes sense for my old house Mm -hmm. because I had so much anxiety and depression when I lived there. Mm Mm-hmm. Huh, okay. Well, if you think about it, I, I you know, a lot of the stories that we have told where people have had sleep paralysis or hauntings or whatever, most often there is a trauma involved of some sort. Either they talk about it or they don't talk about it. Uh-huh. Um, a lot of stories that I have read is, like, especially people with sleep paralysis, they came from a traumatic environment. Huh. There were There was abuse in the house of some sort or bullying or whatever, and so... You know, that kind of energy attracts shitty ghosts. Yeah. Makes sense now, right? Uh Uh-huh, yeah. 
Okay, good. I'm glad we got that out of the way. Out of the way. Um, so if you're going to go somewhere that's haunted, um, eat something, which sounds like a great idea. <laughs> yes, um, <laughs> um, so eat something because it grounds you. It connects you to the earth. It connects you to the physical world. Um, also, drinking water does this. Um, side note, if you ever go into a fairy world, which hopefully nobody ever wa- will, don't eat the food because then you'll be trapped there. If yeah. you go to any other ru- realm, do not eat the food. Remember Spirited Away? Yes. Yeah, they ate the food and they turned into pigs. And they stayed there for a while. Goody. That's a good one. I know, I love it. Um, another way to protect yourself is to use prayer. Use a quote or a verse or a lyric, anything that you believe gives you power. Um, and uh, and it can be anything. It can be like your favorite song or whatever that you feel really passionate or strong about. Um, you know, something that you believe in that's going to help you. Um, it's same like that thing. movie with Joseph Gordon-Levitt. And Leonardo DiCaprio, where they go into dreams and they have oh, their, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's their uh, item with them and they like spin it to make sure. Yeah. 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 That's what yeah. it is. Okay. Yeah, that's it. That's it. Basically. Um, so then um, also a symbol of defense and it can be a crystal, a cross, an amulet, a religion to- religious totem, anything that you feel like once again brings you power that will have protective qualities. It's basically like... You know, if I had a, a a lucky pen, if I'm like, every time I use this pen, I get all of the answers on my quiz right. So I, I essentially have given this power. This is my yeah. lucky totem. It's going to protect me. Anything that you feel like you have of that, then, then use it. It doesn't have to be anything special or expensive, but something that's good for you. Um, and then just a little... Um, a little blurb about how to get rid of these things if you feel like you're being haunted. So normally I would say sage or, you know, light some candles, be affirmative, ask the spirit to leave. But I feel like if you're being threatened or hurt, you may want to contact a medium or a psychic, especially if they get dangerous because these people know how to deal with this shit. Yeah. Like they can, they can help you get rid of it. Yeah. Um, and of course, also a little disclaimer, um, if you are experiencing feelings of paranoia, paranoia, what am I, paranoia, Jesus, paranoia, or um, anxiety, fear, uh, anything like that, before you feel like this is a haunting, go to a doctor. Make sure that it is not an illness that's causing these these feelings because sometimes you can have like a whacked out thyroid and and that's what's causing these weird hallucinations or um, psychotic issues so Ah. yes not as exciting as a haunting or it can be yeah so Ouija boards weren't always bad let's bring back that they are not. Yeah. They used yeah. to be used to, you know, to talk to your loved one because you died when you were young. Yeah. And if you're positive and in a good place, you got positive, you know, ghosties. Yeah. And don't be assholes to those elementals, man. Yeah. They're a little... Little... <laughs> <laughs> Shit, girl. 
Shit, girl. It's been a while since we've done a regular episode, and I have to say that I missed it. Yes. I did, because I really like our episodes. Yeah, I do too. They're okay. fun. It's they good. Are. It's cool to do something different every once in a while. Yes. But I really enjoy telling people stories and then telling my own bullshit behind it. Yeah. <laughs> like totally backing your your experience. Yeah. And trying to help, but usually probably not doing anything at all. You know, but mm-hmm. I think that we we teach people and we give people voices. Yeah, we do. We're such good people. I'm a good person here. So good. I do it as I drink. It's kind of like drunk history a little it's bit. It's totally drunk history. There's actually a drunk history about the Fox sisters. Fuck that's yes. How I, that's how I learned about them. <laughs> <laughs> that's cool. I know. I think I try to get people to watch Drunk History because I'm like, they really cover a lot that you don't learn about. And they fo- <laughs> focus a lot on women. And they do uh-huh. focus a lot on women in history. Yeah, I do. don't know if anybody else has noticed that, but that's a trend. Yeah. Oh, my God. I love Drunk History so much. Like, I, <laughs> yeah. I can't. John does not watch it. He's like, what I just don't fuck? find this funny. I'm like, this guy is falling over and it's he's hilarious. telling you history. And then Ryan Gosling's <laughs> in it in the, the what the Christmas one. No, you're thinking of something else. No, it is. It's the Christmas one. It was the night before Christmas and all through the house. That is not drunk history. Yes, it is. No, it is not. It was something else. It's totally drunk history. What the fuck does that have to do with drunk history? It's funny. (laughs) And and the guy told it whenever he was drunk. Get the fuck off the microphone. You don't know what you're talking about. Uh No. I need it. Okay, you talk. I'm gonna have to look this up because that that is not drunk history, girl. Well, how about we just say goodbye? Oh, okay. I have nothing else to say. Fine. Uh, I have nothing else to say to you either. And I hope that you're <laughs> proven wrong in a court of law. I don't know. <laughs> All right. This is how we're ending the episode. Thanks a lot for telling Bye. lies. Bye. <laughs> you did this. Bye. All right, so really, <laughs> outro us. All right, you know. You know. If you want us to read your story, send it to us at I have a strange story podcast at gmail.com. And if you'd like to send us anything in the mail, you can. Are you going to do that? Okay, no. so our, our mailbox is 2292. Oh, Jesus, you fucking threw me off. It's P.O. Box. P.O. Box. 2292. Georgetown, Texas. Seven eight seven two seven. Wrong. It, it is seven eight six two seven. <laughs> Close. All right. Um, subscribe, rate, and review us. Uh, if you do any of those things on any platform, send us an email with your physical mailing address, and we will mail you some stickers. And uh, I think that's it. It's been a while, folks. I got plenty of stickers. We've got pens. We've got shirts. We've got t-shirts. We've got pens. We've got stickers. Stickers. We have candles. Oh. (laughs) Candles. All right. Okay. Anyways, we love you guys. Yeah. If you, you know, bye. Bye. (laughs)